Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Brian Thornton. Ahoy, ahoy! Uh, Josh, unfortunately, is not here this week. He has been summoned to an underwater facility to study the Megalodon. I hope everything turns out okay for him. We appreciate him devoting his mind to science. Devoting his mind to science. As long as he's not donating his mind to science. that's No, he, he's devoted it. Just like Jason Statham has devoted his legs to kicks. Kick megalodons in the face. Is is Jason Statham known for kicking? Is that like a thing? No. I would like to think he is. You would like to think he's known for kicking? I think it would be nice, yes. <laughs> nice for whom? Everybody involved. Every, you and I get, get something out of the fact that, ah, oh, Jason Statham. Yeah, he's known for kicking. He's very... Yeah. Not for being a, a hard... Remember uh, when he kicked that one guy? It was awesome. I, I'm, did he kick you in the head? Is that what happened? Are you okay? Not yet. I hope one day to be kicked by Jason Statham. I'm sure it'll be glorious. <laughs> hope one day to get kicked by Jason Statham. Dude, what kind of, that would be an amazing story. Let me tell you something that I'm doing. Jenny and I are, are, are binge watching some shows. We're getting ready to, to kind of find a new show to watch. And uh, I came across this post on the internet that said, if you start watching two episodes a week, of Game of Thrones, starting from August first, you will you will be done by the time that season eight comes out. So, um, yeah, that's exactly what I started doing. So you're just gonna rewatch a show you've seen already? Yeah, and then like, and and then bam, I'm ready to go for the the whole the whole new thing. And let me tell you, going back to season one is extremely interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure. Once the season the show is over, I will most likely go back, go and, ahead, and rewatch yeah, the whole thing. I'm tell, I'll tell you right now, I, uh, I've i been on the Avatar slash Legend of Korra binge right now. You're like the fourth person to, to, to tell me that they're watching that show. Well, it's not my first time. Well, it is and it's not. All right. So I made a bet with somebody at work. Uh-huh. If he won the bet, I had to watch The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan. Bullshit. I'm so sorry. He won the bet. Oh, God. So I always live up to my end of the bargain and i sat down and i watched this horrible piece of shit movie it again is, it is garbage it's it's even worse than i remembered i blocked out so much of it i'm sorry and then in order to cleanse my palate i said i i gotta watch the avatar cartoon i right. own it all so i've seen the avatar before but i haven't watched all of legend of korra despite me owning all three seasons of avatar and all four seasons of legend of korra I never finished Legend of Korra. So when I got done with Avatar The Last Airbender, I just started going through Legend of Korra, and I'm halfway through that now. Hmm. Very good. Uh, let's start the show off with everybody's favorite topic, where we take a look at the world of comics, see what's affecting TV, see what's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Gabe Talk. Gabe Talk! Uh, a, a while back ago, we talked about DC's uh, potential new Batwoman uh, show that they were, were pitching. Uh, that we mm, didn't know yes. if it was going to be like just for the crossover, whether it was going to be a whole series. And, uh, well, we got some casting news coming out of that, uh, that Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman. And all signs so far seem to be pointing towards a series rather than just the crossover. You don't cast Ruby Rose just for a four-part crossover. Yeah. Not that she's like huge, but she's like kind of on the rise and yeah. like you don't you don't make that decision without knowing you're going to forward with a TV show. I, I last thing I read is that actually that the show was official 
and it'll be premiering January during the off season. So when Arrow and Flash and Legends, they all take their break, right. we're going to get half a season of Batwoman. And then when they take their break again, we'll get the other half probably. So uh, when does the, the crossover event happen with, with DC, with uh, CW typically? Usually around eight episodes, eight, nine episodes in. So about two and a half months, three months in. Okay. So if they premiere in September, around December. All right. Well, so it's, so basically right after the crossover event. You'll, you'll get a Batwoman we'll show. Now, starring here, Ruby Rose. Now here's the thing. I, who is just coming off of her extreme success in the Meg. She's in the Meg. Okay. She's I, in the I, Meg. I do not know Ruby Rose at all. I, I heard that she is in Orange is the New Black as well. Which you do know her. I've... I do. John Wick too. This that movie shows how good she would be as Batwoman. Just the physicality of it. She's she is one of the big bad assassins that John Wick has to fight. She's fucking badass. I'm excited. I think I think this is a perfect casting. I, I I'm excited that she's okay with you know stepping down from movies like The Meg to come do a TV show as like Batwoman. I, I think you would go. I think you go. She is Orange is the New Black. Happens to be in the Meg, and now this. Uh, we, you know, I was, she was also in Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. Yeah, no one saw that. But so here's here here is the 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 roller coaster that is Ruby Rose's career right now. We start okay. up up top with Orange is the New Black, supposedly. I've never seen it. Then we go down with that Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. Then we go back up with John Wick Two. Then we go back down with the Meg, and now we're back up with Batwoman. All right, good roller coaster. Yeah, so you know we put the worse. we put the topics out early on our our Patreon page, and uh, Megan, who is one of our wonderful Patreons, uh, when she saw this, she said, "Yes, all the Ruby Rose." It'll be interesting to see her voice morph into Batwoman, though. She comes off a little ditzy in her MTV and Orange is the New Black roles. So, uh, like you said, I need you to pause for a second. I need you to go back and read that comment the way she actually typed it, because she didn't type yes, she typed yes. You want me to? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Yes. I don't know what MTV role she's talking about. I have no idea what else Ruby Rose is in, but those five things are the major things I remember her from. Sounds good. I mean, she seems badass, and I mean that's kind of what I would want for a Batwoman. So let's let's make it so. But let's continue talking about DC because I'm uh, I have mixed feelings about this next topic. Supergirl movie is apparently in the works and is going to be part of the Warner Brothers cinematic universe, which is DC World. I don't know what word we're using anymore for this so supergirl i mean this is kind of like what we said with the flash like we we have a a, a pretty good supergirl right now on, on tv a perfect supergirl she's really good my stance on this is my same stance on the flash like grant gustin was the flash melissa benoist is supergirl i can't imagine anybody else in that role I think I th- I think if you're gonna do a movie, like, just don't do a movie. Just do like a, a a group movie that includes her in it. Like, <sighs> I know, I, just, I know. But I here's the thing: wish, this 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 is. I wish Warner Brothers would listen to me. Maybe they'd be more successful. This is in the same stage right now as Matt Reeves' Batman and the 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 Flash movie with with Ezra Miller. It's 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 very still up in the air. Nothing really nailed down. Same thing with like the Todd Phillips Joker stuff is slowly coming out about it. But I mean, we're going to be yeah, getting the Todd this... Phillips Joker movie is happening, though. Uh, yes, but we're going to be the getting... other stuff that you've mentioned. It... <laughs> it's still up in the air. Right. 
It's all hearsay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, where does this fall? Like, is, is this is this going to be far enough away that we're... flat on its face, <laughs> making no money? <laughs> that's that's a that's a poor attitude to have about that. Oh no, I'm 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 just I'm just speaking the truth. I'll tell I, I'll tell you where this falls right now. If they if they push this through before anything else, it's it's gonna fail. Supergirl's origin. Oh, so if, if they jump like the flash, if they jump or the gun. Else, I mean, I, I or rush it. They they they're they're gonna rush it. That that's my feeling is that they're gonna rush it because they want another Wonder Woman, right? And they think Supergirl is the answer. Problem is, Supergirl's not Wonder Woman. A, B. They have a perfectly good teenage superhero platform that they've already announced in Batgirl and they're not doing anything to push that through at all. And Supergirl's origin is really heavily tied to Superman. Yes. So I don't know how you do this movie without Henry Cavill. And do it right, at least. Even the Supergirl show, the first season, had Superman in shadows, but he was there. He's a presence. Well, this this is what I'm thinking of. And and this is something I'm I'm kind of more on board for the the more I keep thinking about it and the more I kind of th- think of what DC could do. Cuz I think everyone else has realized that cinematic universes just aren't working, right? Marvel it seems to be the only person, the only studio really pulling it off that and and the, the Furious franchise. So it's like the only two things that can have like bigger worlds and have a be Furious okay. is not a universe. It's, going, it's just a franchise. Right, a big franchise, right. But they're the only people that can pull off like multiple spinoffs and kind of keep the wheel spinning. They couldn't do it with the Dark Universe, right? They're, they're, Sony's trying to do something with Spider-Man, which we're going to get to in a moment. I would be okay if this was just a... This is going to sound really weird, especially how I feel about the Joker movies right now. Uh, this would be fine if this was just a standalone story. And like I said, I, I'm okay if DC was to start doing more of these standalone stories. I think you've got to clean up the Joker stuff because we already have a Joker and we're still going to, get to tell the Joker story. I don't think Supergirl is going to jump into the Justice League storyline. I'm okay I if this is a standalone to. thing. I don't want her to. And that and that's that that's my only problem with this is that if it's in the DC universe, if it's in the DC world, well, here, she's going to have to. I'll say this. <laughs> well, I, I kind of like the... This is going to sound really weird. This is kind of like when Supergirl was on... Uh, CBS, right? It was not really part of the Berlanti universe. It wasn't connected to those things. It was a whole nother dimension. And then when they realized, ah, shoot, we really have to switch networks. That's when they kind of started making these these tie-ins a little deeper, right? They, they uh, you know, she shows up at the, the Flash's wedding. She's doing all these other crises, crossovers. She's actually like a little more involved. They talk about her a lot. Um, I think it would, would be better for DC to start doing more standalone movies, abandon this universe that you have, and just give me these one-off stories. And then I can add, okay, we'll put Supergirl in the DC universe, but she's on you know Earth 52 or whatever like that. So I, I'm okay if that's the strategy. I'll buy that, DC. I'll buy a ticket if you stop trying to make it all one big thing that's all tied together. I just don't think you're very good at that right now. So I'm on board if it was a more Solo movie. Solo was not a good movie. <laughs> solo was not a good movie. All right, listen, since we're talking about these... We- I, I'm okay with Solo. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Solo movies. That's what DC did best yeah. well before Marvel even happened. And if eventually, like, if they want to dial back the clock and do single stories and then eventually tie them all together... The right way, like the way Marvel did it, sure. I'm on board for that too. I just, I just don't think Supergirl is the linchpin to make that happen. I think I you're right. I though. don't think it's the start. Like I, I think you start with 
You start with the perfectly good Wonder Woman movie that you have. Right. And then maybe Aquaman is the next piece. And then you do another Superman movie. You do another Batman movie. You do you do these freaking bat movies out the ass that you have on the freaking docket. Nine Joker and then you start kind of tying them all I, together. I, yeah, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I The I, Bat Universe itself is so freaking large. You can make an entire franchise just out of Batman. I, I think your overall observation, though, is that they said, wow, Wonder Woman's really good. I think people will like this. Let's make another superhero, a uh, female-led superhero movie. And, and unfortunately, it doesn't sound like it's, it's, I don't know, it doesn't sound like it's planned very well. So, I mean, I mean, there's nothing from this article here about the fact that they're just, hey, we're developing it. There's no reason this to say. It's all speculation. Not reason to say, it's doomed from the start. But just like, okay, like, as the long sky as, is indeed as long as you have a plan, DC, I'm willing to give you a shot. You haven't earned that. I'm just being nice and giving it to you. I'm willing to give you a shot. Just do it right because I like Supergirl. And I think you can do something good with that character. Just please do me a favor, DC. Just listen. Just take your time, think this through, develop it correctly, and you'll definitely have me on a ticket. If you continue to do the same old, same old, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting me to change my mind, that's not going to happen. So I I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt to see you're going to do it right. But I do want to talk about what Sony's doing right now because they're doing they're doing this all all wrong. So. Uh, there was an interview being done about you know Venom and, and what's going on with that. We saw some footage from Comic-Con. looked like Venom's going to bite some people's heads off. People were like, what's the rating? What's the rating? Sony came out and said, we're going to make it a PG-13 movie. And and the reason they're doing it is because they want to keep More it, money. I, well, no, they want to keep it open for Spider-Man crossovers. Spider-Man, as we saw in the Sony leak, right, can only exist in a PG-13 universe. So their uh-huh. thing is, hey, uh-huh. well, listen, That's what they say. Here, here's my question. They want more money. What are you talking about? Why was why does PG-13 guarantee you more money? Um, More kids who can see it without their parents. But more. I don't think that gets you. Like, I, I don't think a PG-13 Venom movie puts more butts in the seats and sells more movies when it comes out on DVD. It absolutely does. Why? Can't, well, why can't you do this? Why can't you secondly, make a rated secondly, R movie and then secondly, when it's time to be Spider Man, you make it PG thirteen? When it's time to put the, the the Spidey in it, why not drop the rating to PG thirteen? Why not start the off same with reason the why they never did a rated R Wolverine movie until we were going to get the last rated Wolverine movie? But if they make another one tomorrow, they make another Wolverine movie. Is it PG thirteen? Is it going to have to be R from then on? When, when no, it'll probably be PG thirteen because it's going to be a completely new okay. person. Go ahead, say what, say the the second part of what you were gonna. The second part is this: it, 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 the whole concept of it being more money is not just because more people can see it by themselves without parental guidance. And PG thirteen movies are proven to make more money than rated R movies, hand over fist. But this whole oh, we wanted to be open to op- to bring in Spider Man is because Spider Man has uh, I don't know billion dollar following behind it and if they can successfully do that they get a billion dollars with it well the other thing they said too was you know since maybe this kind of exists within the mcu universe maybe uh, if we keep it pg-13 maybe some of those other mcu characters will also want to come into this franchise but it's like sony going to the popular kid being like hey i i did all your homework and i would like us to you could come over to my house and, and we can play we can play halo do you think that'd be fun and you're like hey thanks for doing the homework um 
Yeah, no, I'll totally show up at your house. Get the pizza rolls ready. All no, of us will be there, and they don't show up to the party. This is the 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 severe difference in your analogy, though, is Sony being the kid going to the popular kid saying, "Hey, I did all your homework, but eighty five percent of the answers are wrong." And the popular kid is not that stupid, didn't need Sony to do their homework to begin with, but pats them on the head and says, run along now, go go play hacky sack. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. I really don't. Go do Fortnite, Fortnite. dances, right? Fortnite. That's what we discussed last week with Josh. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, this is all like a big pre- press conference to say, hey, we really want to be in the Marvel Universe, but we don't want to give up our rights because we know it's a ton of money. Hey, can we can we play too? And Kevin Feige's like, I don't need you. I I made I made the deal that I made for the right. one thing that I needed from you, and now I'm done with you. It's it's just sad because I, I, uh, it's sad because it's never going to happen. Right. They keep instilling false so hope into the fans. If it's never going to happen, just go for the R. Just just go for it. Don't leave it open in the hope that maybe one day they'll be Marvel will be best friends with you. They don't need Which you. They is don't why want you to the underlying R. reason is PG thirteen movies make more money. Sorry, just don't. I would I would rather it be a a good movie that is successful in telling the story of Venom than a financially overperforming movie that does a poor job of telling the Venom story. I mean, do you – and here's my question, and maybe this is just kind of where we we differ on this one. Do you honestly believe that you can tell this story of Venom at a PG-13 rating? Do you think you can pull it off? I don't think you can tell a Venom story without Spider-Man. I get that. But this movie is doomed from the start. Right. And I don't think it matters – right uh, go ahead i don't think it matters whether it's rated r or not the difference is this in the comic book you saw wolverine several occasions stab some mofos through the chest and through the face and all that other stuff right you don't ever see venom do that stuff you don't okay it's rare they talk about it sure they talk about how he likes to eat brains and, and livers and organs and stuff like that he doesn't ever actually do it that's the difference I don't think there there is any difference whether it's going to be rated R or PG thirteen. This movie is still going to be a dumpster fire. So if with it's going all to, so, sorts of black goo in it. All right. So I, all right, all right, I'm seeing your point now. So if it's going to already be a dumpster fire, why not try to make at least a profitable dumpster fire and make it PG thirteen, pull in all the rankings and let more people just have to pay with AMC A list to exactly. see it. Okay, it's a business decision. It's not a it's not a story decision. It's not a creative decision at all. Uh, okay. All right, I'll accept the world that I live in. That money is the root of everything that's surrounded it. It's the motivation for everybody. That's okay. what motivates Hollywood to a huge extent. Uh, all right. I get it. You're not going to tell the real story of Venom anyway, so since we're already bastardizing right. it, you why can't. don't we make some money? <sighs> I'm going to go see this movie. I'm going to yeah. leave this movie very upset. Yeah. I see the future, and the future is bleak. Just... <laughs> I know, but that's the thing. Like, out of all of these stories, right, that we just covered in Cape Talk, the only one that we're really excited for is DC on television has a really good thing going for it. And and this this one Sony property not looking so good. And damn, DC, get your movie universe together. And then we say, hey, Sony, get your universe together, too. What, what are you doing? But that's none of my business. I will say this, though, when it comes to Sony, the thing that I'm actually really interested in when it comes to Spider-Verse news is the Into the the the, the, the Into the Spider-Verse one. 
the animated yeah, that movie that's coming out on Christmas. Yeah, that looks freaking amazing. The more yeah. I see of it, the more I want. Nicolas sure. Cage being Spider-Man Noir. Like, this is all I want. All right. You should read Spider-Man Noir. You would like it. I, here's my question. Did it start in the video game first and then no. become like it was the comics and then they put it into the video No, game? Marvel did an entire Noir series. Oh, um, right, cool. just, little, just little mini series. Like, four-issue sure. spots of what if the Marvel Universe happened in, like, the 1930s? They did Spider-Man, X-Men, uh, Blade, I think, and, and one or other. Maybe Hulk or Fantastic Four. I can't remember. Wait, Noir Hulk? That'd I don't be, remember. That'd be really I interesting. I, I, I don't I honestly Yeah, yeah, don't no, I get it, yeah. But I'm going to tell you this. The only one that was any good was the Spider-Man one. And it, it was cool. And he was badass. And he used a gun, which was, you know, yeah. a different side of Spider-Man. I, I liked it. I highly enjoy it. And I recommend you read it. There's two. There's two miniseries out. It's, uh, Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Man Noir Man Without a Face. Yeah, that's what the spine of that book says. All right. Well, since we're talking about the fact that money is just the motivation of everything in Hollywood, let's talk about a makes the world go round. <laughs> uh, let's take a deeper look into the world of movies and TV in a segment that we call Screen to Stream. Even though we still can't identify how stream makes money, but whatever. Uh, Brian, there is going to be a new category and some changes happening to the Academy Awards this year. A new category? Yeah. Like the Oscars aren't long enough? Well, here's here's what they said. So before we go into the new category, they did say this. They are going to be giving out, they're going to cut down the 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 actual, you know, program. Oh, itself. so from eight hours, it'll be five so hours. So they're going to make it a, a respect, they said a respectable three hour pre- uh, presentation. But after everybody gives their 20 and minute speech, it'll go to the four, four and a half. They're going to be giving out some of the awards that really nobody cares about during uh, commercials. So like the show's just going to keep going even when we, the peasants, are not watching it. So like a best original screenplay and animated foreign film are not getting screen time now. Oh no! I know, right? Now you won't know what I the best was foreign really, film was. I really need to know what that animated foreign film was to boot. Uh, so, but here's the thing that's really kind of shaking up uh, the internet this weekend. They're in- introducing popular film category, best performance in a popular film, and the internet went, "What? What? What?" So uh, here's what you need to know: the category is being designed uh, around achievement in popular film. Uh, they are very vague with it. They haven't really given out what that means. And a couple of people took to Twitter to kind of add their commentary. One of them was Rob Lowe, which is fantastic. Link to the tweet. He goes, seriously, best pop movie category is the worst idea the Academy had since they had me sing along with Snow White. They haven't seen that clip. Don't, don't remember that. Go check the show notes and enjoy. You're welcome. It's, it's was awful. It, it was, was it awkward? Oh yeah. Was Snow White like actually there? Oh yeah. It was a woman like, dressed as Snow no White. And then Rob Lowe being, you know, Rob Lowe. And not like Traeger Rob, Rob Lowe. Like, I'm serious, Rob Lowe. Okay. It, it, it was no bueno. But uh, my man and personal hero, Dan Merle, and if you don't know who he is, go check out Screen Junkies. They are amazing. He says, what counts as popular? Is it the budget? Is it the box office? Critical acclaim? Audience acclaim? Would Blade Runner 2049 be a critically popular big budget film that financially underperformed? Would that count? Is it a movie nominated for regular, but is it best picture acceptable? This is a slippery slope. Where do we draw the line? 
So no one knows what this category means, but the, all the headlines, right, were like comic book movies are going to get their dues at the Oscar. Black Panther's going to get their due at the Oscars. This is their category. They're going to get it. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, all right, Academy, you're clearly pandering to, to me, right? You're clearly pandering to the people who go, how come comic book movies can, you know, aren't nominated? How could a billion dollars be underappreciated? They're but- trying to get more people to watch the oscars have steadily declined in ratings year after year because no one gives a shit the answer is not to add a new popular category movie the answer is to actually nominate movies that people give a shit about i am so sick of seeing these stuffed up pirate shirt people nominate these movies that i don't give a shit about that aren't that great that don't do well at the box office and that people aren't really talking about because they really, really like them or they were paid to really, really like them. Right. And it's like the it's like when Best Picture was announced last year and there were a couple of movies that people were like, I have never I have never, no one saw that movie. I never saw I, I every freaking year at the Oscars. There's always like if you look at the, the big categories, which like 15, 20 movies out of them, I'm like, I've never heard of half of these and i mean to be fair like so like no one saw moonlight right like no one saw moonlight if you say you saw moonlight before it was nominated for best picture either you were really in tune or you're lying and then everyone saw it after the awards like it can give a good movie a bump if it's necessary but if you look at stuff like the golden globes right when we look at the 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 oscars the ratings for it the actual people viewing it the it's gone down right year after year it's gotten worse the audience is getting smaller but the golden globes the hell even the sag awards are getting better they're getting more people to watch those because they're doing exactly what you said Brian they're being smart with their categories right they're not putting 12 pictures up for best picture they're nominating the movies that people have actually seen people actually care about yes there's still this pay to play thing that's going on with it but uh, like the, the, it, I understand you're pandering to me. I appreciate the fact that you are pandering to me. Stop pandering to me. I just I, I'm all around the board. You have the categories. We don't need a new category. Just nominate more movies that make more sense. Yep. No one gives a shit about Manchester by the Sea. Nope. Except for I, Jeff Bezos, sorry. who probably paid a lot of people to say you should you should probably vote for. And this is why like award shows are so freaking political. And this is why I stopped watching the Oscars, which is a shame because the Oscars used to be my freaking Super Bowl, and I don't even get to watch it anymore because I just I got so just fed up with the politics and not the politics of the people, like the politics of the award show itself. It, it's ridiculous, like. It, it, There's it's, a great bit, and I'll have to put it in the show notes of Adam ruins everything explaining the bribery and everything that's going on. Yeah, it's a great way to explain. Like, really good. It it really explains how this kind of plays out in ways that you were like, oh. Like, you're like, of course people pay reviewers in order to get, like, favorable reviews. But then you realize, like, the extent of it. You're like, oh, ooh, okay, yeah. No, I didn't, I'm not on board for that. Uh, So it's real eye-opening. I mean, it's also coming early. So February 9th is when they'll actually do the Oscars. So it's moved up for, uh, for 2020. Like I said, three-hour telecast, and then this new category that they're not really talking about. And then the other half of this is people are thinking that it's just because Disney owns ABC, and ABC owns the rights to do the Oscars, and this is their way of getting more of Disney movies well, nominated and winning for all their Marvel and Star Wars and, like, Yeah, but think about it. When, when you look at popular movies, isn't that what we go into it? Is, doesn't it yeah. Shouldn't it just say Best Disney? Like, it, And the winner for Best Disney is whatever's not Pixar. But the problem is this. It's viewed as a lesser category, and everybody's like, okay, 
yeah, Black Panther is going to win best popular movie, but why wouldn't it just win best, best picture. picture? Yeah. Which yeah, totally is good. The point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's just like the the year that the Dark Knight came up, right? Everyone saw the Dark Knight several different times and no one saw the reader. Yeah, and the only reason Heath Ledger won that award was because he Right. But like passed away no Chris year. Nolan, no direct he wasn't up for director, there's no cinematography, he wasn't up for that stuff. Picture he was nominated for picture though. Was it nominated for picture? I'm almost positive. I'm pretty sure it pro- wasn't. You should probably double check. Nope. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Wrong. Like, okay, so like everyone everyone went and saw the Dark Knight several times that year. And then, won, Heath Ledger won and the sound editor right, right, right. won. And then a, a movie that was up for Best Picture that nobody saw was The Reader. And if you don't remember The Reader, that's fine. It's a very good movie. Don't Isn't get me wrong. Is it that Kate Winslet thing? I think it was Kate Winslet. It also uh, had, um, it doesn't matter who's in it. I think had Helen, other people think Helen in Mirren. it. Think Helen they Mirren. Were, they were reading things, perhaps? It was, listen, it's a, re- no, it's a really good like World War II movie and, and kind of dealing with, with all... It, listen, it's a good movie, but like not... You're really selling me on it. I, I, we saw The Reader. Uh, I did not see The Reader. Jenny, Jenny sent me a text and said, I saw The Reader. Yes, I know you did, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. No one cares about The Reader. <laughs> I, think, I think I heard her laugh. But that was nominated. Everyone saw The Dark Knight. No one saw The Reader. Everyone lied and said they did. So... I think, I mean, you're right along. I just, you got to save the Oscars by like doing the will of the people, right? Just like the, the, the people are actually paying money to do that. That's what needs to happen. All right. Yeah. More as this develops, you know, this is going to be this the whole year. They're going to milk this to have people talk about what's yeah, going to happen. And then they'll, the they'll get a spike in ratings right. for this year. <laughs> right. And then the year after, and then when everyone's like, oh, like, well, this is also bullshit. And they'll stop <laughs> and watching they'll stop. it. Any, again. Or, or they'll just see a spike in that segment that night. You're like, oh, all right. Everyone will watch the popular one. But it, oh, they didn't watch anything else. Really? Nothing. Not even. Be- uh, OK. They just wanted to know if Pixar one best animated. And then. OK, cool. Thanks. So I just I just Google Oscar awards right. the night after. In fact, you can Google it well, as it's happening. Here's people the, update it. Here's the thing, even amongst us, we used to uh, kind of look at who was nominated, what was going on, and we kind of like talked a little bit about that beforehand, and we kind of had some conversations early days, right, of the, of the podcast, talking about who's going to win these awards. And then the next year, we're like, that was stupid. Because then we saw like what happened, and we're just like, oh, well, why bother? We're not even going to talk about, oh, this person won or that movie won. We, do, we don't talk about it anymore because it's just not it's, it's not relevant to what's actually going on within the movie industry as as consumers. So we're just like, all right, I'm glad the Hollywood elite is all happy. And Tom Hanks, I'm sure, made a backroom deal somewhere to make him everyone pretty happy. Oh, Tom Hanks is wonderful in everything he, he does. Is. Uh, but let's talk about something that can make us happy. I, I don't know much about this, and I'm hoping that you can kind of fill me in. I don't know. Patrick Stewart is set to star in a new Star Trek TV series. Asterix, it's going to be on CBS All Access. So, you know, kind of. It's not just Patrick Stewart is starring in it. He's coming back as Jean-Luc Picard. And this is going to tell the story of Jean-Luc after the next generation. I'm on board. It's on CBS All Access. I am no longer on board. Is this? I will watch it when I can. (laughs) Hold on. John Lee Picard after the next generation? Is this like yeah. when he's at home retiring and tending to his garden? Like what I he owns a vineyard, I guess. I don't I don't know. I, I'm seeing him manage his 401k. What what Dude, is the appeal listen, of this? I don't write for CBS. I don't know what stories they're gonna tell, but I'm sure there's some sort of stories they can tell. I forget how Nemesis ends, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Wherever we left him off there, fast forward twenty years. If this was just on regular CBS. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Okay, but it's on all access, so you're just... I'm not paying $8 a month for one Star Trek show. 
That's just not happening. Well, no, you're going to pay for two. Fu- I don't give a fuck about Discovery. <laughs> I don't care about Discovery. I've heard so many mixed things about Discovery, like too mixed for me to even invest my time to make up my mind. Here's here's what he said, though, in his statement, which I think he should have just stopped after the, the first sentence. I will always be very proud of, to be part of Star Trek The Next Generation. But when we wrapped the final movie in the spring of 2002, I truly felt my time with Star Trek had run its natural course. Good. And there. But no, he continues. It is, therefore, an unexpected but delightful surprise to find myself excited and invigorated to be returning as Jean-Luc Picard to explore new dimensions within him, seeking out new life for him where I thought life was over. Here's the thing. Patrick Stewart doesn't need the money. No. He, he doesn't need a payday. Nope. He's got plenty of franchises under his belt, and he makes money based on the streams and reruns of Next Generations for his grandchildren to be set for life. Right. He has passion projects, like he did that so, show for Showtime. Like, the, the guy's... The fact of the matter is this. If he is truly actually excited and signed on for this and wants to do this show, they, they, they had to have given him a pitch. They had to have sat him in a room and said, we want to do this show. You'll be Jean-Luc Picard. Here's where we see the show going. And he had to have heard something he liked. And if that's the case, I trust Patrick Stewart. But not enough I'm sure to, it'll be good. But not enough to pay for it. No, I don't want to give CBS that money. I am not paying $8 a month for one show. That makes no sense to me. I, I, I do like the uh, you, you bring up a very good point, though, that like he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the exposure. So, I mean, someone had to come to him with something really good, right? Something really good to say, hey, let's let's dust off that character from, you know, that we ended in 2002. And this like, is one yeah. of these characters that like you, you don't do it without him. Right. You can't, you can't do it without him. You can't do it without Just like him. you really shouldn't be doing Han Solo without Harrison Ford. Well, they've already screwed the pooch on that. I'll give you the... It's like when they decided they wanted to do another Die Hard, you don't just recast John McClane. You need to have Bruce Willis back. Right. This is the same thing. You can't just cast some regular bald person in Jean-Luc Picard. You gotta get Patrick Stewart back. So, if I'm Patrick Stewart, I know I got him by the balls. They gotta impress me. Well, then, uh, I guess there's only one thing left to do. And it's C. Show me a trailer. Mm, yes show me a trailer maybe maybe that could change your mind on the eight dollars they show you a trailer and it's worth it yeah send me your trailer cbs uh we also got some casting news out of out of a weird movie that i i wasn't expecting to get casting news out of and that's the new sonic the hedgehog story uh i think the last thing that we heard about i don't know if we actually discussed it on the show was jim carrey was like in talks to be the villain dr robotnik but uh now we have confirmation that ben schwartz as you may know as john ralphio uh, from Parks and Recreation, who is also attached to the Ninja Turtle, no, to DuckTales and the Ninja Turtles show, this guy's getting a lot of voice work, is going to be Sonic. He's, he's going to be the 90s blue iconic character. Yeah, I'm down. Especially if Sonic goes, gonna get me some Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> I'll be okay with it. Honestly, like, I like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll give it a chance. I'll so, give it anything so, a shot. So, nah, see, I... I I like Sonic the Hedgehog too, and then then I kind of read read the like one sentence pitch for this movie. Are you ready? Okay. The movie is focusing on quote a juvenile delinquent on the oh god on the adventure in a pretty straight rural environment with a local policeman. What the fuck does that even mean? Who's the juvenile delinquent in Sonic. this scenario? Are you sure it's not Tails? The film will be a live act. Oh god, hold on. Let me let me read this tagline. The film will be a live action hybrid. Focusing on Sonic's time as a, quote, 
juvenile delinquent on the adventures in a pretty straight rural environment with a local policeman. I, I don't think those words are... Th- th- that doesn't mean anything. I'm very confused by this. So Sonic... So it's, it's a hybrid of live action and, and animation. Uh, cool. I, I, down I down for that. Sonic's time as a juvenile delinquent? On Maybe. the adventures in a pretty straight rural environment with a local policeman? What the hell is going yeah, on? They're, they're not really selling me on this. I mean, you, you got me with Sonic the Hedgehog, and then you started no, describing Sonic, it. Sonic and I said, doesn't what? need a story. He runs fast and gets rings and loop-de-loops his way into my heart, and that's all I need. That is a song quote. I will include a lyric. Anyway. Um, it's Charlie Day. No. No, it's not. It's Alex Day. Alex Day. It's Alex um, Day. Yeah, no, now I'm just confused. Now I'm just confused. I'm, I'll I'll see it. I'll probably see it. I'm really? Just, I'll be confused in the theater saying, I, why am I seeing this? I, oh, right, Sonic. I think you're going to um, see it when it goes straight to, to video on demand, right? When it's released on video on demand no, the I same got, day that it's in theaters. I got A-list. I'll, I'll go on a Tuesday night when I don't have anything better to do. You're going to make this one of your, your 12 movies? That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, most certainly. Um, yeah. Um, the show need that. Uh, this movie needs to be completely CGI, completely animated, set like like the cartoon. Remember the cartoon in the yeah, 90s? I remember the cartoon. It was great. They, they should, should do that just in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do that. I, uh, that's weird. That's weird. I'm not I'm not okay with that. Jeff Fowler is the director of this, and I'm trying to remember if I've... I've nope, this is theatrical directorial debut. Uh, oh, he's doing a bang-up job so well, far. Hold on. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Short. For what I I don't know I I don't really feel like I should dig into that much. Go for broke. Oh God, I looked it up. Oh God, it's called Go for Broke. G O P H E R. Gopher. Oh, I get it. Is it about a gopher? Which, which or was is it about a juvenile delinquent which in a rural in, environment? And, and that was in two thousand and four. Um. Okay. At first surface level. I'm like, oh, Jim Carrey, maybe uh, Dr. Robotnik. That sounds pretty cool. Ben Schwartz is Sonic. He could be Sonic. Juvenile delinquent on the Avengers in a pretty straight rural environment with a local policeman. Um, um, what? That wasn't translated correct. Okay, yeah, I'm not. This this movie sounds like crap. I thought this was a happy I'm still, story. I'm still going to give it a shot. I thought this was a happy story. <laughs> I'll still give it a shot. All right. But can I just say, I feel like Ben Schwartz woke up this year and was like, this is a pretty good year. I'm on DuckTales. I get to be in uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I get to be Sonic? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Plus, I get my Parks and Rec paychecks. He is really banking on the 80s nostalgia right Uh, now. Listen, hey, listen. It pays the the bills, right? Nostalgia pays the bills. Let's make it happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we know, it is my favorite hobby in the world to go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and then I ask for a tech perspective. And had I known that the uh, uh, Doctor Robotnik, had I known the Sonic story, I, I, that was weird and obscure. Let's talk about something that, uh, well, it's near to our hearts that we love to ridicule: Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Screw yourself, Brian, because <sighs> po- you can't log into your account still. Oh, well, you're still locked out of your account. I, I I'm locked out forever, uh-huh. and I'm not starting over again. You hear me, Niantic? Uh, are I'm you not starting over? Hey, Brian. Remember when they they pitched this game to us like in 2016? And we all said it. And I was promised all sorts of things and never got Guess them. what they're going to do? You're going to get some of this by the end of this year. So at the some end of, of it? Yeah, you're going to get PvP mode. Maybe. Not really, but you're going to get competitive multiplayer. What and, do you mean maybe, but not really? Uh, so they're also going to update its friendship features. And you're going to get the ability to, to do 
PvP, but like I, I have a feeling there's still gonna be no trading, and and you're just gonna be able to fight people. And that's about it. I thought I thought they already introduced trading. You have to be like level oh, forty uh, sure. to do it. All right, uh, yeah, you've got to be level forty to do it. Which I can only assume in order to PvP, you'll have to be level eighty five. So here, here, here's the big deal. In 2016, they came to us with a bag of goods and said, "You're gonna catch Pokemon out in the real world. There'll be augmented reality. We'll we'll give you training. We'll give you trading." We'll give you everything you would want, and then big events where you can go ahead and, and you can fight with other Pokemon trainers to catch Mewtwo. And and pretty much, it, it's, it took three years, essentially, really, to, to kind of get us to where we're supposed to be. So at the end of the year, they're going to be adding player versus player mode, and by the end of 2018, you'll have the ability to separate your friends list and add notes. What do I need to make notes on? Avoid this guy. He's shifty. I, I'm confused. I, 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 I don't. Now I would just really like to know what the notes feature is I, for. I, 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 do I get to send them the note or do I just make notes? I, I don't. This is so. I think the note weird. would be like traded me a Kadabra but never got it. See, it's funny. Then I would not be friends with that person. No, because when you trade a Kadabra, it turns into Alakazam. Right, right, right. I, I, I got you. But <sighs> why did it take so long? This is a very negative episode. <laughs> Just realized like how negative we've been on this. Very sour this week. Going full on negative. We'll just right let now. it happen. My name is CJ Mel and I endorse this negative campaign. So first off, uh, does anybody care? Like, does anybody care if they add PvP now? It's it's two no, years Pokemon too late. Pokemon Go is causing me the drink. That's what it is. This is just. I feel like I even f- if I wanted to try these features, I can't. I'm locked out of my account. This is just the most ridiculous thing. You had something. <sighs> Niantic, you had something so great, so special. Heavy sigh. <sighs> On that note, let's leave. <laughs> do, you, do you have any positive stories? Do you have anything good? I had Chinese food tonight. It was delicious. Samsung came out with a, a new note and promised it won't explode, even though it's a water-cooled device. There's water in the Note 9, Brian. There's water in the Note 9. Do you have to put it in rice at night? It's, like- in, I, I don't, it's a water-cooled device. The phone... That's known to blow up is a water cooled device. So now I get hot water hurled at me as well. I mean, honestly, like the Patrick Stewart thing is good. Yeah, listen, I, the Patrick Stewart. I don't. Thing is good. I don't want to. I don't want to. That woman stuff is good. I there don't, was like two out of ten topics that were good. <laughs> it's not all negative space here. All right, dear listener, I refuse to let you leave this podcast with a, a just a sour note. We got to cheer you up and we're going to cheer you up with our own misery. As you know, on our Patreon page, we give you the opportunity to tell us what movie we are supposed to see this month and then do an exclusive Patreon episode where we discuss the movie. Last month, we were were forced to see Skyscraper. I paid for it. I paid money to see Skyscraper. It was wonderful. And it was awful. An amazing time. And uh, it's come. We have a tie. We have a tie for this month's movie. It is between Christopher Robin, thank you, and The Meg. Really? So, uh, rather than than make us choose, we're gonna leave it up to chance. Brian, uh, heads be what, and tails be what? Heads than Meg because megalodons have giant heads, mm-hmm. and tails for Christopher Robin because the wonderful thing about tiggers is tiggers are wonderful things and they bounce on their tails. Okay. Uh, so let's see what we get. Flip a coin. It's heads this time. <sighs> That's the Meg. The Meg. I would like the record to reflect that I'm cursed because I already saw Christopher Robin. It's delightful. Now Thanks I for ha- seeing it without me. 
prick. I, I didn't know we that was a thing. Were we supposed to see that together? Were there plans I, I made? No, I'm just saying. It was delightful. Great. <sighs> now we get to go see the Meg. I have to go see the Meg. It's going to be exciting. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, I can't wait to see Jason Statham kick a shark. Because he's known for <laughs> kicking. Jason Statham is not known for kicking. He is known for kicking, and he's going to kick this okay. shark. You want, Here's what I need from you, listener. Here's what I need. I need you to go onto Twitter. I need you to, to, to go on Instagram, Facebook, and tell us, is Jason Statham known for kicking? I don't believe he is. While you're there, while you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review. I know we were depressing this week, but you know what? We do this for you, and I'm going to have to see the Meg for you. If you want to hear the episode that we're going to record about our journey watching the Meg, go to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. Go into your show notes if you don't know where that is. You can go ahead and click the link. Join for our $10 program, and you will get access to that content. So thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. We will see you next week. Josh will be here as well. And I hope you have a wonderful day. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, we'll take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like the Martha as the plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And the Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you are that kind of nerd. I hope one day to be kicked by Jason Statham. I'm sure it'll be glorious. <laughs> hope one day to get kicked by Jason Statham. Dude, what kind of, that would be an amazing story. Is that like is that like you want the guy who played Biff to call you a butthead one day? Like, is that is that the same thing? Oh, if that happened, I'd just, I just, I, I, I could just die right then and there. My life is complete. Can I no, you? no, I still need hoverboards. Never mind. <laughs> You still need the technology to come through on that. Yeah, I still need a hoverboard. Still need a hoverboard. All right. All right. Well, as listen, I know the life goals. So uh, I, I'm a simple man with simple needs. Yeah, it's one of those things where like I, I'm like, yeah, hoverboards. But also I'm just like, oh, hoverboards means Brian dies. Like it's like a. Oh, let's face it. Do you get, get to hover- ride? Do you get to ride the hoverboard? Or let's face it. If I get a hoverboard, I'm eating pavement real fast. Oh, that's probably. Yeah. Well, he died doing what he loved. Hoverboards. Riding some hoverboards. Oh, all right. There you go. That'd be a satisfying way to go out. What more could a man ask for? A, a long life and could riding life hoverboards. Could life get better than that? I submit riding, that it cannot. Riding hoverboards more than once? Also, I just want to take a moment to address the thing that no one else can see. Why do you have a cane in the corner of your room? Why do you gotta be calling out my shit I'm like just that? It's, it's just a lonely cane You just so happen the door. to have the fucking camera angled in that corner. This I week. didn't I angle know. the camera. You angled the camera. What's with the cane? I've Are you had house? this cane for years. Yeah, so what's with it? Why? Um, Why do you have a cane? I believe someone in my house did need it at one point, and then I stole it. And whenever I'm feeling Dr. Housey, I uh, break it out. So let's start off the show with uh, everyone's favorite topic. It is where we take a look at the world of comics, see what's affecting TV, see what's affecting movies, in a segment that we call Cape Talk. That was stupid. It was really dumb. So let's start off the show with the- <laughs> That was really dumb. Uh, I was, for some reason, screen to screen. I don't know what was going on.